Welcome back to the Weekly Kate, the weekly show where I, Kate, break down all the things happening in pop culture, and holy shit, this week is a doozy. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. I am going to remind you at the top of the show, not the end, to rate, follow, subscribe, comment, review, share the show as much as possible. Um, My listens are down. It's probably because of my (laughs) external breakdown that happened a few weeks ago. Um which I'm still seriously considering deleting from all platforms. But regardless, I would like to continue to improve and continue to grow um, as a pod so I can bring you just, you know, the utmost quality of shows. We have a lot to discuss today, a lot breaking down. I just first, I will discuss it. I will discuss this at the end of the show, but I just need to tell everyone that I have sunk into a hole that I'm re-watching Laguna Beach because of the podcast that Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Colletti are doing. And I am completely immersed. It is 2004. I am wearing a denim skirt with Uggs. I have a vicious side part. I have bangs. I have low rise anything. I'm wearing camisole on top of camisole on top of camisole. Like I am so involved. I watched the entire first season last night, which isn't hard because on a streaming service, there's no commercials and it's only 10 episodes. So it really, it's an afternoon. It, it is such a time capsule. It's so iconic. It's amazing. I'll talk about it at the end of the show, but I just, I just need to know that's where my head is at. Like physically I'm here in Florida, but mentally I'm in Laguna, obviously. So let's get right into it. As far as my personal life, I have not cried about cold cuts in quite some time. Um, I had the absolute, absolute pleasure of having an alarm-free wake up this morning. And it came as a surprise because I thought I had an appointment this morning. And yesterday when I double-checked, I don't. And I just, there is nothing currently in my life that compares to the relief I feel when I know I get to wake up without an alarm. And I don't know what that means about my mental health, but (laughs) it is such relief and brings me such joy to know that I don't have to wake up for any reason other than when my body decides to. Like I, I, that does so much for me mentally right now that I just, I crave a no alarm wake up. Like I crave an alarm free morning and this is my first alarm free morning in like two weeks. And you're like, don't you have days off? Yes, I do. But I have other things going on. And like, sometimes I wake up to Paul's alarm and it's just like, oh God, like, can you not? But I am refreshed today. So that's really all I have. And I, I've really considered getting an aura ring because it shows you like your sleep analytics and I sleep with my Apple watch on, but it always tells me I get like 70% of my optimum sleep even if I get like more than eight hours. So I don't exactly think that those metrics are accurate, but I need to justify the purchase. Like it's 300 bucks. And like, not that I don't spend that anyway, like on things. I just, you know, I, I need, I need a good reason to spend 300 bucks or else it's going to go on my Christmas list. But am I going to want this in six months or five months, five months, Christmas so close yet so far. Okay. Getting into the topics this week, first and foremost, I have a correction. 
when the show aired last week, I said that Amber Heard requested a mistrial. And by the time the show had aired, the mistrial or the, um, she had been denied. She had, her motion had been denied for a mistrial. So we are not, nothing is going on about that, which is great because we don't deserve that as a society. Neither does Johnny Depp. So that's good. But the big news, the big breaking, breaking news that happened. You know, I have seriously considered (laughs) having the show come out on a different day because Thursdays worked for me really well and have since, since the show has been born. But there's a lot of breaking news that happened on Thursdays. And then I feel like when I report on it a week later, it's like completely obsolete and already been talked about. And who wants to talk about this anymore? So if there's a day that works better for you all, please let me know. Let me know in the comments on the post or in my review. Like if you'd rather a Friday pod or a Tuesday pod or whatever, like, please let me know. I am not, I am, I am currently dedicated and scheduled to Thursdays, but I'm not, it's not set in stone. Like we, we could, we could shift it around. So you, you let me know. You let me know. The biggest news. <sighs> okay. Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are expecting a baby via surrogate. They are expecting this baby imminently. This surrogate was pregnant before the allegations of him cheating last fall came out. Obviously, because Chloe wouldn't have been like, yes, let's make a baby. The reason they have a surrogate is if you watched the last season of Keeping Up that was on E! You saw Chloe, I think... I don't know what it was, but it was some sort of thing she had to be under sedation for. And they they allude to it on the show that basically the doctor saw something that they didn't like during this whatever procedure they did. I don't know if it was for fertility or for something else or whatever, if it's her heart. But they basically told her at that point, you can't carry a baby, which is interesting because she carried true. So you, one would think that if there was an issue, that pregnancy would make worse than it could have. But maybe she developed this later on. I don't know. But... That's why they had a surrogate in general, which it makes a lot of sense given that Kim and not Courtney, I don't know about Kylie, but her family has gone through enough fertility and, you know, child rearing. And, you know, Kim had placenta previa twice, so she had to have surrogate for her last two kids. And, you know, it, it would make sense that this is in the forefront, like, oh, just have Chloe freeze eggs and whatever. But she was with Tristan at the time, so it would make sense that he's the father of this child. The reason it's so groundbreaking is because, like, it was kept a secret this whole time. And the fact that we all know he's an actual piece of shit. So, like, it's 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 unfathomable that she would do this again. But, and this is me playing devil's advocate, Tristan is always going to be in her life because of True. She's not getting rid of him. So I understand, especially at the time, if you're in a good place and you want another baby, why you make one with this person, you know? So I get it. Like, Chloe, I'm not coming after you. I get it. Like, this makes complete sense. I understand. He makes cute kids. He's tall. He's athletic. He's good looking. He's dumb as a box of rocks. Hopefully this kid gets Chloe smarts. But like, I understand. But it's like, God, you are such a piece of shit. Like, he's literally impregnating everyone he ever looks at. 
constantly cheating on you, all of this. And it's just, it's awful. Especially like now, just as that aired on this season finale of the Kardashians on Hulu, like we just saw the coming undone. We haven't even seen all of it. We just, we saw like the, the first part. So it's just, it's, it's completely wild. Um, the baby is a boy. I have petitioned formally on my Instagram that we named the baby false because true's name is true. And I think that's funny, <laughs> especially given how Tristan's been acting these days. Um, I'm sure the baby will have a beautiful name. I'm sure they're going to be beautiful. Thankful to this surrogate for doing this for Chloe. Really, this is Chloe's baby. Like, I know it's Tristan's. Like, I, I know. I know how genetics work and legally, whatever. But, like, this is Chloe's baby. And we don't have... We can just ignore Tristan. I personally will. Unless he has something fucking stupid. But I... Yeah. I think this will be very good for Chloe. Because she always wanted other kids. You know, this health issue that she won't disclose. But she doesn't have to. I wish she would, just for a little clarity. But whatever. Obviously, she couldn't carry anymore. So I'm I'm grateful this happened for her. I'm grateful. So I hope that Tristan can continue to be a good dad. We assume he's a good dad, I hope. But I also saw that he's in Greece right now, like when you're about to have a baby. Like, God, like you're just like just digging this hole, aren't you? Like you are horrible. You're horrible. It ugh. Anyway. I'm sure we will know when the baby is here, probably not immediately, especially since it's not Chloe giving birth, but I will keep you updated. I will keep you posted about baby. Is it baby Thompson still? Do you, do we think, or is it baby Kardashian? I would, let's say baby Kardashian, baby Dash, right? That's cute. Maybe they would name him Dash. Well, maybe not. Mason, Pen or, mm. Courtney's oldest son, Mason, his middle name is Dash. I was always very surprised she didn't name him Robert, just like after her father, you know, very surprised, but whatever, perhaps there will be another family name involved. Um, maybe she'll name the baby. Maybe she will name him false. I don't know. Like, I don't know the inspiration behind true. I know people gave her a lot of shit for it because like, Tristan was lying to her and you're not truthful when you lie. So like, you know, all of that, but perhaps the same inspiration of names will come from that. And, you know, Kim, Kim gives a good baby name. So maybe she'll, you know, invite Kim over and be like, let's go through this list of names, but top, top name is false. What other things, what, what rhymes with true? Drew. Rue. Virtue. I, oh my God. They couldn't even be Virtue. That's kind of cute. Virtue Kardashian. I like it. I like it. Patience is a virtue. Honesty is a virtue. <laughs> oh God. What if they name the baby honest? Mm. No, I don't see that, but like that's uncomfortable. You know, like oof. Maybe a normal name. No one has a K name, so perhaps a K name. Maybe. Okay. Moving on. Next topic. Um, I also posted this on stories. This is horrific. Ricky Martin to testify against nephew in incest crime case. Ricky Martin will appear in court to testify against his nephew who claimed the two had a sexual relationship. (sighs) 
Um, his nephew was 21 years old. And he says that they were in a romantic or sexual relationship for seven months. Ricky Martin is denying these accusations. He's saying, unfortunately, the person who made this claim is struggling with deep mental health challenges. Um, Martin's attorney says he, of course, has never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. I just, this is horrible. Every way you look at it. Of course, we hope it's not true just for the sake of everyone involved, like just for the well-being, like how horrific and disgusting. If it is untrue and Ricky Martin's still being accused of this, that's horrible. And he doesn't deserve that. And hopefully this person gets the help they need. And if it is true, holy shit, like he's facing 50 years in prison, all of this horrible it's so it's so horrible um it just i'm hoping it's not true i'm really hoping it's not true because i i i don't i don't want to think about that being true like it's so horrible and disgusting and i i just i don't know but then also like you think of someone being mentally deranged enough to make this up like that's also horrible so i just i hope that everyone involved gets healing from this scenario and we do learn it's not true because I feel like it's a better scenario for this to not be true and this one person to have get to get mental help rather than this to be true and have Ricky Martin who influences a lot of people while doing that have been associated with this type of behavior like it just it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting (sighs) okay that's enough on that I will keep of course I'll keep you updated obviously but I just these are the types of stories, like, it's so hard to follow because, like, ugh. like, this is so gross and so yuck. And, like, I have to repeat this horrific thing. Like, you know, like, I feel like it gives it more life when we keep talking about it. But also, like, ugh. Anyway, moving on. Breaking news out of the weekend. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married in Las Vegas very exciting. She took his last name. She is Jennifer Affleck. Mazel tov to you. I'm very excited. She wrote love wins. Love is patient. Love is 20 years patient. And I I do think that's beautiful. I am happy for them. (laughs) I'm happy for them. I want them to be in love. I want them to be happy. Jennifer Garner's always in my mind. I'm always thinking of her. And I saw a headline that basically was like, Jennifer Garner wished that her children and Jennifer Lopez's children had more time to get to know each other before this happened. But that she's happy for them, which I can understand. Like you're blending families. I can totally understand when you have kids the same age range that like, you want to make sure everyone's comfortable. You don't just like do something like selfishly, on a whim. One could say that that's how this was portrayed, but that's fine. I'm just always thinking of her. Like she worked so hard to get him like out of his addiction, out of this horrible place. He put her, she put him back together when Anna Dammers broke up with him. And now this, this is how she, he repays her. Like it's just justice for Jennifer Garner. Okay. I'm very happy for JLo. I'm very happy for Ben. They deserve it. I do wonder how it feels for your ex-husband to marry someone 
who they were engaged to before you, like I, I like mentally that would really fuck with me. Like, so you used to love this person and then you married me and then you divorced me and you married them again. Like, did these years mean nothing? You know, like I can see how that thought process occurs. I certainly would because I have a jealousy problem. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy. They got married at a chapel in Vegas. I think it's so cute. It's very minimal. It's her fourth marriage. Yeah. Mark Anthony, the backup dancer, the other guy. She was engaged to A-Rod. Yeah. It's like her fifth big relationship, but fifth times two because Ben Affleck was like big before. So we'll see. Hopefully they stand the test of time. Hopefully they made it to the altar. Hopefully they make it forever. That's what you want. You know, I just also just justice for Jennifer Gardner, like just justice for her. Okay. Like, please. She's a class act. She's not going to bad mouth him or anything, but like, she still has to co-parent. Now she has to co-parent with JLo. Like that's a shift. This affects everyone. Like just because you think this wouldn't affect somebody in your life, like it, it does. So we will continue on. Yeah. I do. I'm always thinking of Jennifer Garner. I'm always thinking of her. Then perhaps now she can find love. Maybe this is a chapter closing and she's, you know, wed Ben off again. <laughs> so we can, we can focus on us now. We can focus on Jen. I, I think we can. I think that'll be, that'll be good. Um, small tidbit of Jonas news, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Welcome baby number two. Very exciting. We don't know what kind of baby it is. We don't know their name because they're very private. They have a daughter named Willa. So I wonder what this baby is. Maybe it's a boy. All of the Jonas brothers have had girls. So it'd be cool. Like in the future, if there was like a Jonas daughter's band, you know, like when their dads are washed up and old, then they could be like, we're the Jonas daughters. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about this story that I found about the Wicked musical because I find it very interesting. Amanda Seyfried was interviewed recently and she said she tried out to be Glenda, which surprised me at first, but then it makes a lot of sense. She's a wonderful actress. She's still young enough to play the role. She's blonde, which wouldn't really make a difference, but, and she can sing. She was in Les Mis. She could sing beautifully. And Mamma Mia, obviously. Love Mamma Mia. She says that she auditioned for Wicked while playing Elizabeth Holmes in The Dropout, which is wild. If you watched The Dropout, we watched it. I think it's on Hulu or HBO. I'm not totally sure. It was exceptional. She did an amazing job. It is the antithesis of Glenda. Like she, <laughs> this must have been absolute whiplash. Like I'm not an actress. I don't know what it takes to go from one character to the other. I, I don't know how one does that seamlessly, but like this must have been exhausting. She says, last summer while I was playing Elizabeth on weekends, I was auditioning in person to play Glenda, the movie version of Wicked. Because I wanted it that much. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I have to play the last scene of the dropout on Tuesday. I'll give my Sunday to you. I literally bent over backwards while playing the hardest role of my life. 
ultimately the role went to Ariana Grande, but she said the experience of trying out helped her tremendously. I think it also taught me how far I've come as a singer, which I really wanted to prove because ever since Les Mis, I was like, I need to be better. I need to do better. So whatever comes next in terms of musical musicals, I'm finally prepared. But you were prepared in Mamma Mia. Her singing was beautiful. Her acting was beautiful. I'm not seeing the problem. I would totally cast her as Glinda. I do think Ariana Grande deserves it. She's classically trained. She's on Broadway. My cousin's a huge Ariana Grande stan. So like I got an earful when she was cast because <laughs> I, you know, asked her about it. I do think the Wicked movie is going to be sensational. Sensational. I don't know that I've talked about my love of Wicked on the pod yet, but like it's, I love Wicked. And I know that might be like traditional or basic, like, oh, of course you do. But like, no, truly, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. I saw it live when I was in college. It is stunning. It is spectacular. I cannot wait for this movie. It's going to be amazing. Cynthia Arevo is playing Elphaba and she's going to do an amazing job. I just, I'm so excited, but feel bad for Amanda Seyfried a little bit because like she is a tremendous actress and you want tremendous actresses to get the role that they want. But isn't it like, you know, not everyone gets what they want. Not everyone gets what they deserve. So maybe we can, you know, maybe next time, maybe next musical. So it seems like she just want to be in a musical again. Mamma Mia 3? <laughs> Could I convince you to be Mamma Mia 3? That'd be cool. I would like that. Those are those movies are so good that Paul watches them. And he, well, first of all, he'll deny it till he dies that he does. But I turn them on and they're just like visually stunning. Like they're in Greece. Everything's blue and white and crisp and summertime and the breeze and the sound, like, I know it's ABBA, like, I get it, but, like, it they're just so fun. Like, you can't be sad watching these movies. They're so good. Oh, and I would, I would say, this might be controversial, I would say that the second Mamma Mia is better than the first. Is that crazy? Lily James is a phenomenal actress. She does such a good job. But I love Meryl Streep. Oh. See, it's what's it's my heart. That's why it's hard. But Cher's in the second one. I don't know. It's like the clash of the icons. You know, like, God, who do I root for? But now I'm rooting for Mamma Mia 3 because it would be exceptional. And I think there's a script. I think I talked about that a few episodes ago that there is a script. It's not Princess Diaries 3, which we all know I wish we'd had. Please, please, please. Manifesting. Put it into the universe. I am manifesting Princess Diaries 3. Please. And then Mamma Mia 3. Does anything else need a third movie? Let me think real quick. I could do another Top Gun. They won't. Like, they won't. I know. But, like, I could. <laughs> like, I could I could do it. Like, Top Gun Rooster, I, I could. Um, Father of the Bride 3, I would love. They kind of did that, like, in COVID little special Zoom thing that benefited that charity world central kitchen, which that was cute. Love, but like make it a whole movie. We're out of COVID now. Like just make it a thing, please. Everyone needs to work. <laughs> so yeah, that's, those are the things. And legally blonde three has this Mindy Kaling is writing this, the sequel sequel to the sequel third one, whatever. 
So we're, we're getting a lot. We're getting a lot. It's fine. The, the trilogies are, the trilogies are rounding about. It's fine. It's going to be okay. That's really all I had to discuss. So let's talk about Laguna Beach. I am completely obsessed with the podcast Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti are doing. It's with Dear Media, which like, Dear Media, if you're listening, please pick me up. <laughs> you amplify female voices and I'm a female voice. Like, pick me up. I could bring you a lot of, I could bring you a lot of fans. It could, it could work. Um, it's called Back to the Beach and they're rewatching all the episodes and then talking about them. So the first episode of the podcast talks about season one, episode one, and it is sensational. It is sensational. Like I've been a Kristen Cavallari fan since the start of the show. She's the entirety of her being famous. I've been a fan. Did I think she was the bad girl first? Yes, I did. I think we all did. I think she took that role on very well, especially when she was on the Hills. But I watched her show very Cavallari. I I watched everything. Like I'm, I'm a fan of hers. We all know I love Lauren Conrad. I love Lauren Conrad so much. The Hills was just so pivotal in my development as a person. (laughs) That, right. So this podcast is such a fucking great idea. And like, I wish I came up with it. It's so good. So I was listening to the first episode and I thought to myself, I don't need to rewatch these shows because I've seen them a thousand times and like I can see it in my head what they're talking about. But like I'm 10 minutes in and they're like, oh, I said this. and Oh, I said that. It's like, oh, got to watch. So it's on Paramount Plus for free. Paramount Plus isn't free. I think it's like $5. I don't know. I pay for every single streaming service. I shouldn't because it's so astronomical. But in order to fulfill dreams like this, where like I just need to like watch this with a drop of a hat, like I have to subscribe. So it's on Paramount Plus. The like actual streaming of it is unconscionably terrible. It's not even in high def. <laughs> but I don't even care. It's so, there's just something about like 2004 and like where we were as a society and especially fashion wise. Like it, it is, it is unreal how we used to look. It is unbelievable. Anyways, it's so crazy hearing them now, like in their thirties talking to each other about when they were 18. Like you couldn't pay me enough money. First of all, if my senior year of high school was filmed, like I'm in deep shit. Secondly, I'm embarrassed. Thirdly, like Maybe I would have capitalized and been famous, but there's absolutely no way my parents would let me be on television. Like the they're a, a snowman's chance in hell, honestly. But say my senior year was filmed, start to finish, went to college, all that, and say it aired on TV and whatever. You're telling me 18 years later, I have to come back and discuss my senior year with the guy I dated senior year? Oh, fuck no. And I realized that Steven and Kristen are like, friends in real life. And since she's been divorced, they've, you know, rekindled a friendship or whatever, but like, there's no possible scenario that I would ever be in the same room with that guy discussing <laughs> my life ever again. Like That's crazy. But also like we were on TV, so it, it makes sense. But like, I just, no, no way, like no possible way, right? No possible way. 
but Dear Media uploaded some videos and the way they look at each other is like, oh my God, there's so much chemistry. There's still, you love each other. Please get married. <laughs> like you love each other so much. <laughs> and it's really interesting because you don't think people look young when you're that age. So like when Logan Beach came out, I was a freshman in high school. Right? Uh, yeah. It was in 2004. I would have been a freshman, freshman, sophomore. I thought they looked so mature, so good looking, so everything. And then I, I'm looking at them like, they are children. They are babies. Oh my God. Kristen Cavallari looks like she's 12. Like she looks like her, but this is 18 years ago. I just, I just, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I just, the fashion as the episodes go on just gets me and gets me and gets me. Like I think it is, it's, it's such a time capsule. It's such a time capsule. And I like, I'm sorry for repeating myself and saying that, but like it, it is like, I like the, the seven for all mankind jeans, like the, the, the denim, the low rise, like it's, Oh my God. Like it's all slowly coming back. And like, we left the house like this. Like we look ridiculous. (laughs) Like, Everybody had like such harsh layers in their hair. I had bangs. Everybody had bangs. Everybody was wearing like hair. Except I just, oh God. And like, you couldn't pay me enough money these days to like wear a bikini. Like I'm a one piece till I die type of person these days. The bikinis that we would wear, like, oh my God. Like, oh, like, mm. no, no, just no everything was so low. Like, like everything's going to come falling out. Like, uh, no, I, Oh, it's so crazy. And I, I, I truly loved Laguna beach when it was on. I watch it all the, like would watch all the time when it's like on reruns on TV. And I just, I find it so incredible. And probably because it happened like 2004 before Facebook, before Instagram, before being an influencer, like it's amazing to me that Kristen and Lauren and Steven and Lo all got famous and continue to be public figures. Like more, some more than others. Like obviously Kristen Cavallari is probably the most famous. I don't know if that's because of her line of work now or that she married someone famous and that like, you know, kept her in the know. But I just, it's amazing to me. Like Stephen Clady was on One Tree Hill. Like that, it's just so crazy. Like Lauren Conrad obviously had the hills. Then she, she has her, all her companies. Like she's a CEO. Like I just, I'm amazed. Like you all were twerps on Laguna Beach and now this happened to you. Like I just, ugh. And I just remember thinking like back then, like when it was on in real time, like how jealous I was that they lived in this place and like how gorgeous they all were and like oh my god these boys a lot like they, they are children it's so wild and like I lived in Kansas so like okay living at a beach is very appealing like now obviously I live at the beach it's not California but like I live at the beach and you know it's not what I have to be but it's just that that like way of life was so different from how I was living you know like I wasn't surfing or skateboarding or just, I don't know, living that California life or whatever they do, whatever it is they do in California. I wasn't doing it. (laughs) It just, 
God, I love it. I love it so much. I finished season one. I started season two. I am eager to see what Kristen and Steven talk about. I believe it's once a week. So like I have a long way to figure out like when they talk about when they break up and all this stuff, but like, it's so, you guys, it's so good. It, it just does something to my insides, you know, like it like warms my heart so much. Cause like I read an article once that basically said the music that you listen to when you're like 14, 15 does something to your brain. It's like the way your brain is shaping itself when you're that age and what you're influenced by, like it, it affects you. And I feel like that same thing happened like with this show and like that time period in my life, like it just hits at a place where like, it's so, (laughs) it's so familiar and like such a nice memory and time that like, it's so good. I also keep thinking like, so Laguna beach was what it was. The Hills was what it was. And then when they started Siesta key, like I obviously live close to there, like how absolutely different the two were. And Laguna Beach is just by far one of the greatest shows that has ever been. I will die on that hill. I will. I will absolutely die on that hill. I just, there's so much, God, it's so culturally significant, you know, <laughs> like just so, just so good. And I will be rewatching the hills when I'm done with Laguna. Can't say I'm going to watch the third season of Laguna because it sucked. It sucked in real time when I watched it, but we'll see. But I, I do want to watch the hills, but I don't want to live through Heidi and Spencer. Ugh. I don't. Is that horrible? I want to live through like com- homeboy wear combat boots to the beach. I want to live through Lauren not going to Paris, which is terrible. Oh God. This is going to be a wild ride. And I already lived it. I already lived this ride 10 years ago. <laughs> but once a fan, always a fan. I had that shirt from Hollister that said Team LC. Not the Team Kristen one. I had the Team LC. Probably because she, well, no, she was blonde. I was going to say because she's brunette. I think she's brunette now. I don't know. Either way, Kristen said that they don't hate each other. And the fact that they fought over Steven was stupid. She said to Steven's face, which is awesome. <laughs> but it just so just so culturally significant. And I, I really encourage you to watch it. It's on Paramount plus. I don't know if it's on, if MTV has like an on demand or whatever, but it's exceptional. That's all I have today. And the theme song coming clean has been in my head all day. Like I got to go make like a 2004 playlist. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I am living in that time. And just today, in fact, I was talking to Alex and we couldn't remember a girl we went to high school with. And I had to pull out my freshman year yearbook, which was, ugh. Mm, unfortunate, but like, that's, that was the time. That was the time I was living in 2004. Like what a time to be alive. What a time to be a teenager. Honestly, I also, it also occurred to me how positively oblivious I was to like all the drinking that was going on in Laguna Beach, like when I was a teenager. And I'm sure that has to do with like editing and, you know, things like that. But like, wow. Wow. Like that was silly. Like you are a sheltered person. (laughs) That's okay. It's fine. My favorite character is Lo for sure. Favorite person. Love her. She was so funny. And she still is. I follow Lo Bosworth on Instagram and she is incredibly funny. She is the CEO of a wellness brand, which like 
wasn't really her aesthetic back then, but like it, it she's great. I'm just so, I'm just so thankful. These people are still in my life, even in a small capacity. Like they're not in my life. Like I'm not like deranged. I know. I don't know them, but they're still famous. That must be weird though. Like to still be famous and you got famous because you were 17 and kind of an asshole. Like, ugh, that's uncomfortable. But until next time, I'll probably finish season two by next week. So I will talk about it some more. We get into like the Jessica and Jason of it all. And like, I think if I remember correctly, Kristen and Talon go to prom together. I think. And then that bitchy girl, Alex. Not the blonde Kristen's friend, Alex, but like the bitchy one. And like her weird friend. Yeah. There's, there's stuff. There's stuff. It's so wild so crazy. And I still can't believe that Lauren Carmen and Jason Muller ended up dating. Like seriously, like when they were on the hills, like I, that hurts my brain. It hurts so bad, but hopefully we'll like, I'll see how it started. Cause I'll, I'll remember and then it'll make more sense. Anyway, that is the show. That is what happened this week. We have new babies coming. We have new marriages. We have new roles. We have hopefully no new criminal charges and I cannot wait to see what happens in Hollywood next week. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, share the show as much as possible. And I am the Weekly Kate, and I'll see you next week.